Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. For the next couple of hours, talking sports with you and appreciate you giving us uh, some of your time here, uh, at least in the next couple of hours, and hopefully stay with KXNO as long as you possibly can because there is plenty of local programming still to come. BMW Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. A uh, Sipple, who normally joins us, Stephen M., who covers Nebraska, uh, he's flying uh, during our show this morning, so he and Mike Palm are going to switch spots. Mike Palm from Circus Sports, normally on Friday, he'll be with us at 1130 uh, here today. So if you're a Husker fan, if you're a Big Ten West fan, like to keep up on some of the other schools, uh, we will uh, talk to Sipple tomorrow. Mike Palm at 11.30. Then Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. He will opine on some of the games that will take place this weekend. Our number two, Eric Heft, color analyst for Iowa State, both football and men's basketball. We'll pick his brain on both of those topics. And with uh, Iowa's basketball media day happening on Monday, I thought, you know what, what a Perfect opportunity to bring Wade Looking Bill back into the uh, list of guests, uh, and he'll join us, as he will throughout the regular season, and we're grateful to Wade for that, but uh, he'll give us a kind of a preview of uh, what's going on as far as Iowa basketball trends plays the day before we get out of here at 1 o'clock. There is some news regarding Iowa State football. I think it's really good news, really fortunate news. Uh, we'll start there. Um, the Jack Trice Legacy game, which had been... Jettisoned. Jettisoned, relegated to FS2. There's been an upgrade. It's not Big Fox, but it's FS1, which is good because that's one of the stops around the dial that college football fans throughout the country uh, have kind of programmed into their mind if they're looking for a game. Very few are going to, well, once in a while, playing on FS2. (laughs) I didn't even know I had FS2. But the good news is Iowa State and TCU uh, will be on FS1, so by default, more eyeballs will find that game in a pretty important day up in Ames um, as far as the tributes uh, for Jack Trice. So that's good news. How are you? Congratulations to your squad. The better team won yesterday. Good for business for us as the Twins move on, take on the Astros now. A, you had good seats. You sent me a picture where you were uh-huh. sitting. That was really good seats. Yes. Uh, ballpark looked um, it, it looked great. It sounded great on TV. And um, and nice to see those Twins fans you know, have another series and get that, what was it, 18 in a row? 18 consecutive losses, their first postseason <sighs> victory in a series since 2001. I've lived half my life, or 2002, half my life without seeing a Twins series victory. 18 straight losses since the series 2000. I'm 43. Yeah. That's, I'm not a whippersnapper nope. anymore And half my life. Can, can you imagine what Cubs fans were like uh-huh. <laughs> during that, during yep. that uh, streak of ineptitude? But no, it was good to see. Uh, it was um, Sonny Gray was ter- like the pickoff play was an all-time. That right? was so awesome. That was huge. You never, I, mean, I should say never, you seldom see that work. And what Guerrero was doing in the first place. Boba Shett's in the batter's box. He got second and third, two outs, no. hit ties it up. And you and you can't you can't I mean you've struggled offensively in the yes. in the first two and you get picked off second but you know what the story was the twins and the story's the twins bullpen and the way they're pitching and mm-hmm. Jack boy that was a collision at first you were on the third base uh-huh. side 
uh, but it, it was probably like looking right at it, mm-hmm. right from the side, because that's where your seats uh, were. And uh, Biggio and, and Jacks colliding on the play down to first place, and Jacks held on to the ball. Biggio stayed on the baseline; he wasn't out of uh, out of place. Uh, no interference. Good call. Uh, but the bullpen and the Twins get it done, and off they go to Houston. John Schneider, yeah, he's probably fired. God, that's it. That the Barrios move? You mean the Barrios move? The, absolutely. Now. I don't believe that came from him. I think that's the analytical department. I would guess. Well, that was the plan before the game, apparently, which just which just even boggles my yes. mind. For, yeah. Trent, I've watched a lot of Blue Jays games. Mm-hmm. Right? I've seen a lot of Barrio since he left Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That was as good as he's looked. In a lo- I mean, he was excellent. he was really good. He was sharp. He was in command. Mm-hmm. He had everything. All of his pitches were working. He was confident. Mm-hmm. He was back where, obviously, he began his career. Right. And some of the fans up the left side, up the left field line, were trying to chant Jose at him. And they, they quickly shut up because he was just great. absolutely cruising yeah. to make that decision. Why is Biggio batting in the middle of that order? That's another great question. I, when I saw that, I'm great. Yeah, put that guy in Trent, the middle. Trent, he was a buck eighty, a buck ninety all year long. He got hot at the end, finished at two thirty something. But I, I agree with you. Schneider has to go. But the, you know what? The ineptitude of the Blue Jays not the story. I think the, the story is the is the Twins. Um, this team can they can go further. You're right. This is not fanboy. No, this is real. Yes, I with agree. With a one two punch with Lopez and Gray. Mm-hmm. That's and as Durant good as anybody. At the back of the yes. bullpen. All the fireballers now that they have. It's mm-hmm. it took a lot more of the Falvey uh, regime to get to this point. Yep. When those two guys came in to run the front office seven years ago now, you looked at what they did both respectively in Texas and in Cleveland and what they did, young arms, and though they haven't developed the starters that they wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Maybe Griffin Jacks down the line turns into that guy. Maybe you, you know, but what they have been able to do building up that bullpen. We didn't see Paddock out there at all, but when he has come up, he's been incredibly good. What you see from a Louis Varland, these young yeah. arms in the bullpen, of course, Duran on the back end of it. This is a bullpen, maybe a lefty short, because okay. outside of Thielbar, okay, yep. that would probably be the one knock on the bullpen, mm-hmm. is you'd like another lefty, and Thielbar is inconsistent. Well, you saw him get crushed, and one down the line that yeah. was just fouled. Oof. And then they got, then they got the deep the double play ball. Yep, right. I afterwards. mean Chapman. Uh, it was fouled by what a foot, maybe yeah. eight inches, whatever. And that that basically hit right in front of me. I yeah. thought it was fair. I did too when it, yeah. when it left his bat. I uh-huh. thought it was going to fall. But then the next pitch, six four three double play out of the inning, and away we go. Now the Twins need a healthy Royce Lewis at third base, without a doubt, because Polanco's a disaster. Over Awful. There. He's Awful. just brutal. He's yeah. not a third baseman. No, he's playing there because mm-hmm. of the injury to the hamstring mm-hmm. of Royce Lewis. But you get him there. Julian then becomes a DH, and you have a competent second baseman. Polanco's a plus second baseman. Yep. He has a big minus at third base. They're right. You got an excellent defensive shortstop, an infield defense mm-hmm. that is incredibly good. Outfield, the way Taylor chases ball downs in game one, that was impactful. Oh, my God. Both games. He chased another one. He chased, uh, I'm not sure who hit it, but someone hit a long way yesterday. Might have been Chapman. Uh, and he went and got that ball. With Julian, with what you're seeing out of Walner. They have young guys. They have three rookies that have OPS plus over 120. First time in almost 100 years in baseball that that has happened. They're probably not, if you're a casual baseball fan, there are a lot of guys, oh, this, they are really good players. Yep. This, is, yep. this is a team that can compete. And Joe Ryan, mm-hmm. up and down, but he was an all-star. I mean, this, that's your number three. 
you're in really good shape. Now he'll be the game one starter because of yep. having to play the wild card. But and that's Saturday. Saturday, yeah, that will be uh, Saturday. Sunday is the way it sets up. That is a three forty five first pitch on Saturday. So everybody goes Saturday. One of the leagues takes off Sunday. Yes, the National League is off on Sunday. Gotcha. So we'll have some Monday baseball. Yep. So and it, then the American League resumes on Tuesday. So it comes game two in the American League Sunday. Rangers Orioles at three o'clock. Twins Astros seven o'clock. Up against Sunday night baseball or Sunday night football. What is the Sunday nighter? Uh just 49ers Cowboys. That's Sunday night football. <laughs> yeah, I'm not real pleased. Oof. But let I, me let me know the ball game. I, I will. You 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 take the football. <laughs> yeah. I'll take the baseball on, on Sunday night. Then Monday we come back with NL game two. Phillies Braves. That'll be at five o'clock. 8 o'clock for Dodgers, Diamondbacks, our time. And then, yeah, back Tuesday then. And that's a day game for the Twins. 3 o'clock, yes. Are you headed north? I <laughs> don't think I'm going to be able to pull that one off All again. Right. I would love to. Yeah, I would absolutely love what to. What was the get-in? What was your? What were your tickets worth? Did you pay over face? Yeah, they... The single ticket, it was like what was the what was the uh, the price on the ticket? Do you remember? Well, anymore, you don't even get that. You don't even have. You just that get list the of... QR code, yeah. Oh Jesus! And, yeah, it's it's a lot different these days. Uh-huh. Just get the QR code, gets texted. There you go. There's your ticket. You don't even get the look of a. So you a have real no ticket. idea what no. that was. Jeez. I would... How do you buy tickets on the street? You don't. They're, so scalpers are out of business. They're not out of business, but there's a lot more hoops you got to jump through. All right, I'm going to send mm-hmm. it here. Is this a real ticket? That light by what was it? Was it Hubert? Was it Hubert's bar? Yeah, where they all hung out uh-huh. and did business. I mean, that's part of about going to a ball game. Do a little haggling. Oh, love that part of going walking to a away. He chases yes. you down. Right. Yes. All right, all right, all right. And then you know, y'all just wait an inning. I'm going to wait a moment uh-huh. and see if you'll give me that for what I want to pay if right. the game has started. And rather eat the tickets than do. And you then he'll solid. say absolutely not. Yeah, right? that, that was a part. Of I it. love that part. So that's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Isn't that too bad? It's just not the same. But also, just the availability. You just open up your phone and you can look at thousands of tickets and yeah, see I guess. where you're going to get in. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about is this counterfeit. It's actually that, real. That's going true. Through that. That's true. I guess the other downside would be, what if you saw something special yeah. and you want that ticket? Right. Yeah. <laughs> there for a while, which there is was why something. I never understood the whole NFT thing uh-huh. or, or those, those those cartoons that people were buying for millions of dollars. I mean, what are you going to do with it? Look at it. I guess. I mean, I never understood it, but yeah. anyways, you can still get at least in some places a hard, a hard ticket. Can you? And it costs like ten bucks, and we'll ship it to you. Something like that. What a racket! I know. I might do that. I might look into that. For for yesterday's game? Yeah, it was my first playoff game ever. Yeah. Outside of a Iowa Energy or an Iowa Wild playoff game. I've never been to a professional playoff game before. Hmm. Pretty good one yesterday. No, absolutely. Clincher. Yes. Clincher. And the ballpark was full? Oh, yeah. It took a while. Yeah. Mid-afternoon game. That's going to happen. But, yeah, it filled in by the third, fourth inning, and everybody was there. So how close to the stadium could you park? I parked at my buddy's place. He lives over by U.S. Bank. We Ubered over and then took the train back gotcha. uh, after the game, and that's how I got back to my vehicle. So the game ends, at what, what time did the game end? Was it 6, six 10, something like that? Right in that range, So yeah. what time are you in your car headed south? Touch before 7. That's not bad. And, yeah. and you were home by 11? Yeah. In the driveway, 11, 10.59. So you probably, I would have got home at 10.30 because I'm on Northern right. Ankeny. Yep. yep. You would have uh, got a little quicker there, but... Yeah. I mean, I dropped off Jack. I was up there by... I was in my buddy's uh, uh, condo by the time that you called for the last segment. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's And it's here's my other question for you, because I, I, um, so I saw you had a grain belt. Yes. 
How do you stop? <laughs> How well, do you just have one? Be, because you understand what's coming. No, I get, get that four it. Hour I, drive I, I totally, I yeah. understand that part, and and hats off to you. <laughs> I, that's why I don't day drink. Because yeah. how do you pull up? <laughs> yeah, I had a grain belt before the game. Had one in the stadium, yeah. and my third. I had a third beer, a Mick Golden. That's what my uncle that lives up in Minneapolis. He always drinks Mick Golden, so I had yeah. one of those, and and that was it. Three beers and back on the road. Mm. But I got there. 12.45, was back on the road again, 7 o'clock, and another three and a half hours of windshield mm. time, and well, listen to the ball games all on the way home. That was yeah. great. Games weren't. No. I mean, Trent, you, this to is... To not a, get a game three. That's just it. And you know how many we had last year? No. Nah. We had one. Really? This is the second year of this format. There's uh-huh. now been eight, uh, these wild cards, best of three, and seven of them have been sweeps. No drama. <laughs> no. Come on, baseball. They're trying. I know. They're look, trying. I, I get it. I and get how it. about a bad call out of me yesterday, the Rays? What a Ooh, dead team that was. Right. They were. I, I looked at the score. I was doing something in my office. I came up. It was like they were already in deep yeah. water. So I was able to watch the beginning of the game, and we were over at the Loon, Loon Cafe. $3 grain belts all day long. That's why I love the I've Loon. I've been to the Loon. Yes, I'm the sure Loon's you have. The Loon's been there a long time. Oh, yes, it has. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. I like the Loon. Loon yeah. is always a, a destination stop mm-hmm. for me before a Twins game. And, mm-hmm. yeah, we were able to watch probably the first four the or five Loon innings. The Cafe. At that point, the game was over. It was 5 nothing. Yep. Just yep. A, a dead team in Tampa. And there's nobody. Did you hear what Sean McDonough called the um, – um, it, was, it was really good. Something happened and, and um, you know against the home team. Mm-hmm. And he said something along the lines of, um, I, oh, God, I'm going to blow this. This is way better than I'm making. He didn't call it a crowd. Okay. The group, the group. is how he referred to it. Because <laughs> uh... that's what it was. And what he, didn't, he wouldn't even give them the satisfaction of calling the uh, assembled masses there a crowd. The group. Um, yeah, not not good. Not a good look. For... I saw Greeny this morning on uh, the morning show. And he was ripping him, apparently. Yeah, he said, uh, only friends and family in attendance for yeah, the series. Right. <laughs> Disappointing. Why are the Tampa people getting all fired up about it, though? Uh, it, they're just, exactly. They're called a spade a spade. Yes, exactly. Where where are they Unveil- wrong? These are shots at the organization. Yeah, yeah their fan base. Exactly. Yeah. I said it yesterday. Are we sure we need to keep a team in Tampa? No, the answer is no. no. We don't. Probably get rid of Miami's too. <laughs> Absolutely, it's a great place to go for in for spring training. Yeah, I mean March in Florida is yeah. pretty special. You get it then. You can have the Grapefruit mm-hmm. Fruit League, and that's it. Yeah. Major now, League Baseball hasn't worked there. No, it hasn't. The Grapefruit League is nowhere near what it used to be. I mean, right. they're all in Arizona. Half of them, mm-hmm. uh, Dodger Town. I mean, that was oh my god, that was special. Anyways, I got the uh, McDonough call here for you. Do you? Yeah. Let's see if uh, I can pull it up. And on to third goes Seager. And some booze starting to come down from the group. I'm not sure we could call it a crowd. The group <laughs> Pretty good, here, huh? The <laughs> I love McDonough. That is really good. Yeah, McDonough's, I mean, his old man was a spectacular yes. writer for the Boston Globe, covered the NFL uh, for, for decades. NBC was part pregame. Of NBC pregame yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, really, really good. All right, so we didn't have a lot of time to talk about this story yesterday because it broke at the end of our mm-hmm. show when you were coming on to make your pick. Sorry I had to cut you off. That's but you all right. I couldn't even hear the music. Right. And you're going on because... Shut up. Got wrap it. it up, Connor. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> anyway, so what we're referring to is the fact that the NCAA is going to revisit their antiquated rules when it comes to gambling. And as we've said through since this very um, since it broke in May, we wondered if this was going to be um, something that they would get around to doing. These rules have been in place 
prior to PASPA, mm-hmm. Professional Amateur Sports Protection. Almost uh, there. Association? Is that what it is? I don't know. Anyways, that's that was rescinded, which allowed the way for states to offer sports wagering. Anyways. Um, the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act. Act. That's what it was. Okay. Act. Um, so the rules have been in place for forever. And this was they were in place long before 38 or whatever it is states now could offer legal sports wagering. So it's the NCAA is going to revisit it. We think that they're going to soften up their stance, but when are they going to do so? And when is the last time the NCAA did something on our timeline? Meaning what we hope would be would happen quickly. You know, drop everything, let's get to this. That's not the way, sadly, that up until now they have worked. Maybe they will, you know, surprise us. Mm-hmm. I find that hard to believe. But we'll see. And who does this get? I mean, it gets Noah Shannon. It gets Deshaun Hanneke. The kids who bet on their own team or against their own team have no sympathy for you. Nope. Uh, That's the ultimate no-no. You know. You can't. You can't. Right. And we are pretty soft in our stance in sports wagering because we enjoy sports Mm -hmm. wagering. And we like talking about sports wagering. And maybe that does dictate the way that we look at this. But that is something I think both of us, hard and fast, mm-hmm. you can't bet on your team. Nope. You just can't. There's there's no wiggle room no. there uh-uh. on that one. Nope. There, there just isn't. There's no excuse. Nope. No, no excuse. You know what I haven't heard as well from any of the athletes that have gone public or been quoted in anything? None of them have said, well, we didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, this news to me, nobody told me. They knew. So they knew. They knew. And they knew before they made their first bet. So the suspensions that were in place when you decided to you know go against that policy... You're paying the consequences. Are the consequences fair? No. But that's was in place until, you know, that sounds like they're going to be changed. And they need to be changed. Yes. Uh, this has nothing to do with the criminal aspect of it. The criminal aspect, I think, is going to, I don't know, ultimately, I keep hearing, oh, sue the DCI for everything that they've got, blah, blah. What's your damages? <laughs> What's your damages? Yeah. I, I want somebody tell me that. Sean Hattie, you're not playing the NFL. You're just not. Yeah. Hunter Deckers, you're not playing. Isaiah Lee, no. Likelihood is very slim. Likely. And you're not, it, it's not an entitlement mm-hmm. to play college sports. There's, I mean, I want to know what the damages are. Is it a bad look? Yes. What ultimately I hope that comes out of this, how did it start? Mm-hmm. We think we know how it started. Yep. Here's my question for you and for everybody out there. If indeed. Once, once it, once it started, and if it indeed is the the reason was, was the baseball player's mom's identity was stolen. Mm-hmm. If that's what started the first domino to fall, and then the DCI gets the authorities get involved, then it's turned over to the DCI. Is there anybody above the DCI that had to a sign off on the investigation? Mm-hmm. Because once it became apparent. Iowa State and Iowa student athletes are caught up in this. Does the Sergeant of the DCI or whatever that position is, mm-hmm. do they then pick up the phone and say, you know, I better let my, um, yeah, my, uh, superior. my superiors yeah. know that what's going on here? And then does the head of the DCI say, boy, this the governor better be made aware mm-hmm. or the whatever that person is? Yes. So where does how far up the ladder did it go? That's ultimately what I want to see come out of it. now. Two things. 
I want to see the penalty softened, which they should. Mm -hmm. This isn't the 70s, 80s, 90s. This is 2023. I don't think, Trent, I don't think that student-athletes should be able to bet on any sport that involves their school. None. So the Noah the football Shannon, player, Noah Shannon who, who's bet from, on the women's basketball right, game. Noah Shannon lives with Patrick McCaffrey. I don't know that. Yeah. But you get my point. Sure. Right? Or, or hangs out or, or studies with or blah, blah, blah. Uh, because there, we need more transparency. Might this lead to every school having to put out an availability report? Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, the Big Ten is out there. Mm, they're getting there. Right. The Big Ten plays a non-conference game, as they did it to Jack Trice earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew who's available for Iowa. Matt Campbell didn't have to do it. I would have liked to know if Jalen Daniels was uh, unavailable Last a week sooner. Right? After I locked my bets in that morning. Absolutely. As opposed to you didn't want Jake Bean or whatever Jim Bean's first name <laughs> yeah. is. You wanted you I, I needed Daniels. some Jim Beam after Absolutely. that. <laughs> right. Um, so maybe some good will come out of this. Is it... Is it um, Unfortunate that the state of Iowa is the poster. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. But we are the poster child for this. Like it or not, that's where we are. How far did it get up the ladder? I'd love to know that. And please, when the rules are written, make it so you cannot wager. You want to bet on the Super Bowl? You want to bet on the NBA? You want to bet on whatever? Baseball? You can't bet on your school's basketball team. What do you think is a bigger deal? Because I'm a little bit different on that one. You want to make a bet on the baseball team, on the women's basketball team. You're a football player and on the men's basketball team. I don't have as big of an issue. I think a bigger deal is a guy that's playing college football and is betting, plays in the Big 12, and is betting Texas, Oklahoma this week. I think that's a bigger deal. Oh, you, you should be able to do that. Right. Yeah. I think you can't play. You can't bet on your. See, I'd like to just outlaw that you can't play. You can't bet on your sport. You can't bet on your school. How about just college sports in general? Just simplify it there that you way. Go. No college Simple. sports. You want to bet on professional sports? Have at it. Yeah. As long as you're 21, yep. go. Absolutely. Go. That's okay. Yep. But betting on your school, right. anything, yep. or college because sports in general. Because there could be some un- inside information, yep. right? Yep. Look, who's Connor McCaffrey dating? Mm-hmm. Who was Con- where was Connor McCaffrey last March, January, February, March? Is Circa going to put out a line for the DePaul-Iowa game over in Kinnick? We'll talk to Mike Palm about it. I'm yeah. going to ask him. Well, it's they, an exhibition game. They've done it for us before when Iowa played Slippery Rock a couple years ago mm-hmm. in men's basketball, and they put it out there. And like you said, well, those athletes know each other. They do. They absolutely know mm-hmm. the, each other. Yep. And and it doesn't have to be anything nefarious. Look, no. As we've seen, most of these are 10 15 20 dollar bets precisely the highest one was what 50 i think uh mm-hmm. panero johnson was mm-hmm. an average bet of about 50 dollars mm-hmm. and you look at it in totality look at all this money well, it's not all this money right. the totality made it completely different here we're not talking about game fixing we're not talking about point shaving but it is still infi- insider information right. when you get to that level take away that gray area go that direction yeah, it has to happen and and let's give us availability reports yeah. again i don't need to know what it is i just need to know if that player x is is available or not all right um let's move on let's try and give you an opportunity to win some nil dough how about that kxno.com right now you can enter this nationwide contest by inserting the word cash in that pop-up box that will appear it's cash it's your chance to win a thousand dollars cash 
KXNO.com. That's cash at KXNO.com. Another opportunity coming up in an hour and then throughout the afternoon with Murph and Andy and Heather and Sean. Coming up in five minutes, we will find out the conference opponents for Big Ten football. Next season. Are you kidding me? They are That's... announcing. This is from Dave Revson. Uh, we will reveal the conference football opponents for the next five years on Big Ten today oh at eleven thirty our time. Whoo! That's all right. Let's be real quick because we got to get to yeah, Mike. Yeah. Um, who do they? Who, where does Iowa go next year? As far as what to take on one of the Pac twelve schools? They're going northwest. Either so Oregon or Washington. Think, They're going. Do they avoid places. L.A.? Yes. No Rose Bowl, no the, Coliseum. Yep. They were supposed to go to USC in the original one. That's not happening, but they're going out to the Northwest. And Do you know that or no, are you no, speculating? I'm just speculating. <laughs> You're selling that pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a time out. Mike Palm is next. He'll join us from Circus Sports. They had their grand opening yesterday in Illinois. Pretty well attended. Uh, we'll take a time out. Come back. Mike Palm, then uh, Lee Sterling, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Point. State agent with the Misty Silvich Home Selling Team. Good morning, Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent, I'm trying to find my magnifying glass here. The, uh, the schedule has just been posted on Twitter as far as the opponents for Iowa. But you can't see it because... Ross Dellinger on okay. Twitter, if you can find Let's get Mike Palm in here. Yeah. Uh, VP Operations at Circus Sports. He's in Illinois. They just cut the ribbon on the brand new facility in Waukegan there yesterday. Uh, they're taking bets. For those of you listening in the Ilden, and in Illinois, you don't have to go to the casino. It's just the way it is. Here in Iowa, you can sign up as long as you're within the borders. Mike, uh, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, by all accounts, looking at some of the uh, the media that's come from it, pretty uh, successful event uh, over in Illinois over the last few days. Yeah, we had the, the you know we went live last Friday, um, taking bets over the counter and on the app, and then we had our official grand opening yesterday. We had the media event at two thirty Central Time, um, and then we uh, had the watch party for the wild card games. And Brian Erlacher was there from five five to seven, um, signing autographs and taking photos. Probably a couple hundred people showed up yesterday in Waukegan for that. It's going well. I mean, just the population mass in this area is, you know, obviously it's more than the state of Iowa. And uh, there's a good chance that by the end of the week, by the, either the end of Sunday or Monday, We'll probably have more active mobile accounts in Illinois than we do in Iowa wow. uh, or Colorado, and that's in 10 days as compared to a couple of years. <laughs> Jeez, that's unbelievable. And Kentucky is next, Mike? Yeah, Kentucky will go mobile before the end of the year there. Which is outstanding, and I saw a report, I think it was Howard Stutz or Sturtz, uh, said that uh, brick-and-mortar location, which and, and the location you're going to be in is, what, 30 miles from Nashville over the Kentucky yeah, border? Awesome. That's a possibility there at Kentucky Downs. So um, the talks are ongoing on that. Oh, gotcha. Not done yet. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into the baseball. Uh, Are you surprised that um, we don't have any baseball tonight? All four of these uh, series um, sweeps last year. You bring last year into the equation. There's been eight of these wild card uh, best two out of threes. Only once have we gone to a third game, Mike, which is kind of disappointing if you're a sports fan. Yeah. I would have said the odds that all four would be sweeps were, you know, at least what got to be close to three and a half to one. Um, 
and uh, you know, in two of the cases, it's the road teams. So, uh, you know, not a lot of scoring. Um, I think this Texas team is really dangerous. Uh, you know, if Jordan Montgomery's going to pitch like this, I think he's gone, what, 11 starts, giving up one runner left? Hmm. If he can throw like that in this rotation, you know they're going to score runs. Bochy's 38-17 and 17 in the playoffs in the last 15 years. I mean, that's that's all he does is, is, is win playoff games. And so they become interesting. I'm happy for Trent. He made the <laughs> trek up to the Twin Cities. I said that was quite a scene up there. They broke what, the 18-game, 19-game playoff losing streak and, and got it done against the bumbling, stumbling <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. Uh, well, boy, how could you play much worse than they did? So the atmosphere in Philadelphia was incredible. Um, I mean, those fans really get into it. Good for them. Marlins are giving them trouble, but I think Alcantara being out for the season really yeah. you know, put a damper there. But the, the thing that surprised me the most was that the Diamondbacks went to Milwaukee and won two games. I mean, they got away with throwing Brandon Fafad <laughs> uh, against Burns in game one, and Milwaukee stranded a million runners. And then last night, you know, you get to Gallon. I didn't think Gallon get through three innings with his pitch count in the first. I mm-hmm. thought they're going to knock him out. They hang in there. They come back and they sweep the Brewers. So I'm I'm sure if you're the Dodgers, uh, you liked that result. Super early here, as obviously we just found out the matchups last night. Are you seeing anything in the series prices? I, I of course took a peek right away at the Twins plus one forty yeah. right now to win the series. Astros minus one sixty. Diamondbacks at two to one against the Dodgers. I might be taking a stab at that one. Yeah. Phillies plus one fifty. Braves minus one seventy. And the tightest one, Orioles Rangers. Any impactful bets early in series prices? Saw a little bit of Rangers money. Mm-hmm. I, I'm waiting for the Arizona money. I think that series is out of line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would make that. I would make the Dodgers more closer to the Braves price. I mean, two dollars is ridiculous. And in Game One, they're the same price, two dollars. Um, and yet for the series, the Braves are dollar seventy, and the Dodgers are are two dollars. I just think that's the wrong price. I'm not saying Arizona's going to win the series, but. They shouldn't be a two dollar favorite. I don't. I just don't know where the you know the pitching they're going to have. It's yep. just, to me, it's up in the air. And I think if they, I don't think the Dodgers have any shot of beating the Braves. I think if the Braves are going to lose in the National League. It's going to be in this round. Of the I series. agree. Yep, I agree. Um, could we? I mean, is there an exactum, a super a World Series exacta, Mike? That because uh, I, I jumped in when you guys put the, made them available. What Monday again? And I jumped in and got some more Blue Jays. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> yeah, how'd that work out? Um, but uh, is there one of those exactas that got bet more than some of the others, Mike? Do you know off the top of your head? No, I haven't seen you know anything that jumped out at me in the exactas. Obviously, uh, for me, my Blue Jays exactas got knocked out, and my and, you know, my Padres never got there. So I'm left with uh, Atlanta and Houston, which, I mean, it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if Toronto could have beaten the Minnesota, then at least I would have had one team in the ALCS. I'd have felt better there. I think I have the National League surrounded. I've got the Phillies at 22-1 to 1 to win the National League, and then I have the Dodgers and Braves minus 170. So if, if somehow Arizona wins it, I guess I just take the L. When did you get the Phillies at 22-1 to 1 to win the National League? National League, and I have them at forty to one to win the World Jesus. Series before Harper. Before Harper came back, ah, oh, gotcha. Uh, I, I bet it. I just thought the team was better this year than last year. Yeah. They made the World Series. The bullpen is much better. If Nola pitches like he did last night, I mean, they can give Atlanta a series. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree with you. 
Any more on baseball? No, nope, let's move on. So <laughs> this week, I want to uh, get your perspective because my numbers were way off. And I do, you know, back of a napkin kind of power rankings that I do for college football. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the number offhand, but I was just wondering, and maybe you can get it to us down the line, what the impact to your guys' power number was going from McNamara to Deacon Hill. I, I was so surprised when I saw your guys' opener with Iowa just a slight p- favorite against Purdue, and it's gone back the other way, and Iowa currently two right now point favorite against the Boilermakers. I made it a three-and-a-half point difference between McNamara and Deacon Hill. Do you know offhand or have any idea how big of an impact that was for you guys as you handicap Iowa? So, looking ahead, if you'd have used our numbers last week before the games and before the injury, we would have had Iowa at six and a half. Yeah, there you go. That's we, where opened them, we opened them three and a half. So it's a three point difference. Mm-hmm. It's down to two. I took three already. I love Purdue to win this game. You do. I think you know, and and I have a, my only hesitancy is I loved them last year in West Lafayette, and Iowa played a great game, and, and Purdue couldn't do anything offensively, but. I, I think this Purdue, since halftime of the Wisconsin game, has played very, very well. Uh, I want to ask you about Washington State, UCLA, because you've been on Washington State for, for some time, and you know I've got a, a, a kind of watching Washington State. As there's going to be a veterinarian graduate from there. You met her, Mike, in the, when we were in yep. Vegas last time. So I've been watching Washington State. Uh, you, what is, what's your take on that game against UCLA? Well, I don't think UCLA is as good offensively as we've come to know them. Obviously, they were trying to find a quarterback. But, I mean, the game against Utah, I mean, they, they give up a pick six on the first play of the game. They lose that game 14-7. to And now Utah has a, has a very good defense, but no offense. And you saw when they went to Oregon State, when you can't sustain offensive drives, um, it puts your, your defense in a hole. I think Washington State is, is clearly the better team I do, here. too. I don't know if I'm – yeah, I don't know. I'm, it's the number is strange to me. Yeah. That's, that's I when a number is so strange to me, I say, what am I missing here? I haven't okay. pulled the trigger yet, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out why it is that weird one. Well, Notre Dame, another big game after yeah. surviving against the Dukies last week. I mean, three straight weeks now of having to get up. Louisville as excited they've been in a long time with Brahman, year number one there. How difficult of a spot, and for the third straight week, trying to get up in a tough spot for Notre Dame. Is this upset watch, or you just think Notre Dame's the better side? Well, and then you have USC. So, yeah. I mean, what, is, what a four-game stretch for them. Uh, it, it's really a gauntlet. I mean, they survived that Duke. Although, you know, they they were up 13 nothing for a large stretch of that game. But, but then they had to get lucky on the end to, to win and cover um, I don't know how many times can they keep coming back. I, I just I do rely know that their line is going to win. Their offensive line is going to win a lot of battles. Their defensive line is going to win a lot of battles. I still don't think they've integrated Hartman and fully integrated Hartman into this offense. So uh, at some point they're going to have to let him loose. And I think you know he played against all these teams in the ACC, so he's got familiarity. Um, Again, it's a tough number. I mean, I thought it would be five and a half, six, it's six and a half. I'm not interested in it. I wasn't interested in Duke last week either. Uh, last thing for you, Mike. You interested the Bears, Washington? You're all you've been all over the Bears with the alternate win total this year. You thought there's no way they're going to win five more games than they did last year. You're going to be proven right by the looks of things. Any opinion tonight on this game? I know. You know, we touched seven a couple days ago. Did you? I'll come back. Yeah. 
These the folks here are so sour. But before the season, they called me blasphemous to say anything yeah. bad about the Bears or Justin Fields. Now they're hoping they lose so they'll fly, fire Eberflus. They're not going to fire Eberflus in the middle of the year. I mean, but but they could be set up to have the one and two picks. You know, who knows when they play Carolina in November? They both might be winless. Who knows what's what's going to happen there? But uh, I thought that was a terrific spot for the Commanders last week in Philadelphia. That everything was against Philadelphia. That's a veteran team. That was their second short week out of four. It was hot and humid in Tampa on that Monday night. They always play them. So I thought everything said take the points with Washington, and they probably could have won the game. I don't. You're Rivera, why don't you go for it? I agree. Why don't you go for it? Why would you want to go to overtime yep. if your team was gas? Awful. Um, Fields was perfect through three quarters last week, and they still found a way to lose the game. I mean, uh, the, the talk, and, and we ran into three or four guys that are still alive in Survivor at Waukegan the last couple days. And they're all talking about using the commanders tonight, yeah. Survivor. Interesting. Get you out of here on this, Mike. Let the record reflect uh, that you are on Iowa State this week, a uh, home dog, and you yeah. like the Cyclones. Yeah, I do. I TCU has fallen along with their defense is, is horrific. I think in the game in this spot at night, Jack Trice, I think Iowa State probably wins. Uh, I took the point, but I, I think they probably win the game. Good stuff, Mike Palm. Enjoy the rest of your day in uh, in the Illinois, the Chicagoland area. Safe flight home. I'll talk to you tonight, but uh, we'll get you back next week in your regular spot on Friday. Thank you, Mike Palm. Congratulations on the Illinois launch. Thank you. Thanks, fellas. Yep, good to talk to you. Mike Palm, VP of Operations at Circus Sports. Already more, more uh, downloads of the app in Illinois than there has been in Iowa and Colorado, where That's they've been wild. open for, for years. All right, real quick, Tred, uh, mm-hmm. Lee Sterling coming up. The Hawkeyes home and away schedule 2024 football is? It is out. And this is how the Hawkeyes will open up on the road in 2024. Five games on the road. Maryland. 0-1. Michigan State. <laughs> Minnesota, Ohio State. They go back there, okay. UCLA, that's the road tilts. Home, Nebraska, Northwestern, Washington, Wisconsin. That that's a daunting schedule. <sighs> Washington, UCLA. So you you miss USC. Yeah. You miss Oregon. You got to go to Ohio State. Got to go to Maryland. You're going across the country. You're going to one side to Maryland. You're going back the other way. UCLA. You got Ohio State in there. Uh, so you get you keep Nebraska. You keep Minnesota. You keep Wisconsin. Yes, those protected Good. are on Good. every schedule. Good. Yes. Um, no Illinois next year. Correct. No. Yeah, there is Northwestern. I was about to say no Northwestern. There is. Um, that's the way it's going to fall, right? It With the is. new Big Ten. And no Big Ten West to save you. A lot of hopes of seven and fives. That's where they're about to be at, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, things are changing in college sports. Lee Sterling will join us next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.org. Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's get right to Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, ParamountSports.com. He's got a handful of games to opine on. Uh, Lee, Trent, and Ken, thank you for uh, coming on. As always, Lee Sterling, how are you? 
I'm great, except for the Dolphins losing <laughs> last week. Just a little bleep in the radar. I uh, Everything couldn't be better. <laughs> a big slate of games this weekend. Yep. Lee, looking forward to this one. Alabama, after the slow start to the year, the loss to Texas, the poor game against South Florida, suddenly maybe figuring it out. They're favored by two against Texas A&M. We start with the SEC. So... <laughs> I know Alabama lost, and some people will say, oh, now all of a sudden they found themselves. And their defense is playing better, allowing just 30 points over the last three games. A&M's defense is even better. Now, if you subtract that one score that the offense, there was a strip running back score for uh, Auburn. They've given up just 28 points, and they've dominated play against Auburn, against better teams, in my opinion, and also uh, in, in the last game when they played Arkansas. A&M's defensive front is really good. They have a bunch of not just four-star, I think six, five-stars that are still around. And I like Max Johnson's experience here, yep. uh, the games at home. Uh, A&M won there in 2021 against Alabama, and they're 3-0-1 against the spread. The last four is a home dog. Wrong team favorite. Mm. Give me Texas A&M outright 24-20. Interesting. Uh, knocking Alabama out of any playoff contention, if that's the case. Let's do Ohio State. They're just under a three-touchdown favorite. They host the Terps of Maryland. Yeah, last four meetings have been one-sided, to say the least. Ohio State's won 62-3, to 63 <laughs> 62-14, 73-14, and 66-17. Maryland's schedule, not good, 154th ranked schedule, and there's only 133 Division One teams. But they have covered six of the last seven. Kind of tells you they've exceeded expectations. They're plus nine in turnover ratio. Now, how have Ohio State just dominated this series? Well, they put pressure on the quarterback. It seems like every time they play, four or five interceptions. Maryland's offensive line, just three sacks allowed on their quarterback this year. And Ohio State, usually they're sitting with 12, 15 already, just five sacks here. So I have a feeling that this Maryland team is for real, probably their best team in a decade here. I still think there's a couple red flags with this Ohio State team here. I don't want to lay three touchdowns. Ohio State, 38-28, Maryland hangs around. And gets the cover. Let's go in-state here in Ames as Iowa State welcomes in TCU. Horned Frogs, a big favorite in this one. What do you see? Well, since Max Dugan left, they have not been the same. So, uh, you know, they have some talent that's still around here, but they just they couldn't pull away from West Virginia. In fact, they lost the game here, mm-hmm. and they completed less than 50% of their passes. West Virginia was just running the ball here. I just think this Iowa State team can hang around teams with similar talent, and you know what? I think they're going to find a way to get this one done here. Give me Iowa State, wrong team favorite, 28-27. How about that? See you. Well, yep. let's stay in state. Purdue comes to town. Uh, Iowa's the two-and-a-half-point favorite, which means if this game is on a neutral field, mm-hmm. Purdue would be favored in this game. It's, it's, it's the line. It's kind of weird to me, Lee. Where are you on this game? Well, I just don't think Iowa's that good. I, I mean, you know, they, they somehow got a 10-point win. It was crazy. You know, with the interception return and then the turnover and they kicked the field goal here. But I don't think Deacon Hill's the guy. 6'3", 258. He reminds me more of Deacon Jones here. So <laughs> I think they need to have somewhat of a different dimension. You know, they they have quarterbacks that can't run. That's a problem. They have running backs that aren't very good. They can't run. They have receivers that can't get separation. 
Purdue's running backs and receivers and quarterbacks are much better. All Purdue has to do here is control the line of scrimmage and hold their own here. They have run for at least 185 yards and passed for at least 200 in each of the last two games here. The only reason they lost their last two games is that they turned it over three or four times. As long as they play two turnovers or less, I think they win the game outright. Purdue, 20-18. to 18. Going with the Boilermakers, we wrap it up with an epic Sunday night game. Mm. 49ers-Cowboys. Of course, the Niners have knocked them out of the playoffs the last couple of years. Fun one to wrap up the Sunday slate. What do you see with the Niners and the Cowboys? Well, San Francisco's won 14 straight regular season games. People don't realize that. Uh, they got knocked out in the playoffs last year. But, I mean, they've won 15 of the last 17 at Levi Stadium. They have won by at least 14 points in eight of Brock Purdy's nine home starts. Christian McCaffrey scored at least a touchdown in 13 straight games. Dallas has some major red zone issues. Seven touchdowns and just uh, 19 trips inside the 20-yard line is not going to get it done here. So they were benefited so far this year. They had some blowout wins, mainly because of defensive and special team scores here. San Francisco. They get the job done. The right team is favored, 28-17. All right, your game of the week. It's a free play. If the folks would want more information on this Big Ten West Affair, Illinois hosting Nebraska, how do the, uh, how do the listeners reach you? First 10 callers get it for free. Just call 800-400-9741. First 10 callers will get Illinois and Nebraska on me, 800-400-9741. And what a run we've had last four weeks in September Thirty-four, thirteen, and one for the year since the start of preseason football. Forty, eighteen, and one. You want to hop on board? We don't call it October. We call it October. Four weeks, just two hundred and ninety-seven dollars. Also have a big UFC card. Five selections for thirty-five dollars. And if you want to get the baseball playoffs, we were forty-two and twenty in September in the baseball. You get the baseball playoffs for just ninety-seven dollars. Check out all the specials. Just one place, ParamountSports.com. 42 and 20. That's getting the job done, <laughs> Lee Sterling. Well done. <laughs> Lee, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Thank you. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. All right, Eric Heft, color analyst, Iowa State football and men's basketball. He kicks off our number two. Wade Looking Bill gives a preview of Iowa men's basketball season, what we can expect to see there, what would constitute the successful season. Trends plays of the day still to come as well. Miller and Condon, one hour to go. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.